1: Everybody, this is Michael Sweet from Striper, and you are listening to Talking Metal.
0: Welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal podcast, home of all things hard rock and heavy metal. I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. Now let's get things started with the Talking Metal theme song, written by Rob Halford, Metal Mike, and Roy Z. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast. My name is Mark Striegel, and today's guest is Michael Sweet from the band Striper. Michael has a great new solo record coming out, which he's going to tell us all about. We're going to hear a little music off it. And um, yeah, it's, it's always great to talk with Michael. He is one of the first guests, actually. I think Cece Banana was the first guest. Um, I think Michael Sweet was the second guest on Talking Metal many years ago going on almost 11 years ago already. Wow. And I think next week actually is 11 years. So having said that, let's get right into the interview with Michael Sweet. We're going to hear a little music off his new solo record. Again, Michael will tell us all about the record. And then we chat about some other stuff too. He's always got a lot going on, whether it's his solo stuff or with uh, you know Sweet Lynch, that's the project he does with George Lynch, or of course with Striper. There's always a lot going on. With Michael, And I do think this new record, I, I was fortunate enough to hear a few of the songs. This first one actually is up on iTunes now. You can go buy it, this first song we're going to hear. It's called Bizarre. But I, I, I heard a few of the songs off the record, and they're all really hard rock, heavy metal-driven songs, which is the type of stuff I like. So, you know, sometimes the, the ballady, striper stuff, I'm personally not super... Uh, big on. I I don't mind it, but um, I always like the hard drive and stuff. And it sounds like this is what this record is all about. And, you know, Striper had a lot of great hard rock songs too. Um, I've never been like a super Christian type of guy, but I have to admit, I've always liked those hard rock Striper songs. They've always caught my ear, even when I was a kid, especially when I was a kid. Anyways, that's that's it. Reporting to you from Fort Wayne, Indiana today, where... uh, I'm on vacation with my family, and my sons are currently approaching the kitchen. Grant, what are you doing? Playing with your Thomas the Train? Okay. So I better run here, guys. But enjoy this interview. Support Talking Metal by leaving a review on our iTunes page. Just search Talking Metal in iTunes, and when you see us, subscribe to us, and please write up a review, even if it's a short but sweet one. Good reviews are preferred. Keep those bad ones to yourself. All right, that's that. Here we go. Bizarre by Michael Sweet. This song is currently up on iTunes. Go download it. And pre-order the album while you're there. Then we'll get right into my interview with Michael Sweet, followed by a classic song by Striper. All right, guys, here we go. Hey, what you just heard was the song Bizarre by Michael Sweet off One-Sided War. And on the line, Michael Sweet. How are you, Michael?
1: I'm good. How are you? I'm
0: great. I'm psyched because I've been allowed to hear a few songs off this new record one-sided war which comes out august 26th and you can pre-order it now on itunes uh it's rocking i mean and, and heavy and i'm psyched because that's the type of stuff i like so let, let's uh let's talk about that was there a, a conscious decision to make this a, a heavy record because it is heavy
1: yeah absolutely i mean i'm I'm definitely in a heavy mode lately with striper solo, uh, you know whatever I've been doing as a writer and a producer lately, I, I'm just enjoying the heavy side. Uh, also, you know, hearing lots of comments, reading lots of comments over the years from people saying, "Oh yeah, we like the solo stuff, but you know, the striper stuff's heavier." It's it's this, it's that. This was the album to kind of uh, put an end to those comments. Right. You know, I don't think any I don't think anyone can say that about this album.
0: No, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, that song that we just heard, guys, by the way, is is currently available on iTunes. The album isn't out yet, but you can download that song on iTunes. bizarre, and that's uh, just a taste of the record. Um, Some great special guests on the record, which I wanted to talk about one of them that's on this song, Radio. Can you tell us who joins you on that song?
1: Oh, man. Well, I mean, I've got Joel Holkstra who's uh, playing the solo in that song, and the banjo part. Oh, cool. Banjo, uh, too. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just a great player, man, and, and a dear friend. I've always wanted to work with him. And then on drums, I've got Will Hunt, who's not in the video. Okay. Uh, he was going to be in the video, but he wound up having a family emergency, and he wasn't able to be on, in the video, but he is playing on the entire album. Oh, cool. Uh, And then I've got John O'Boyle playing bass. Uh, And once again, though, he's not in the video. I've got Todd Kearns in the video. Okay. Who plays with Slash. Right. Uh, So it was just an eclectic mix of people. And you know what? It wound up being awesome, man. Uh, I love I can't wait for people to see that video because it's a parody, kind of poking fun at guys, rock guys, that go to Nashville and try to be country guys.
0: Right, right. And there's a lot of that going on right now. Where, where, I, no. where are you based, Michael? Are you, You're not in Nashville, are you? No, I'm not. I'm uh,
1: outside of Boston, and I've oh, been okay. here for 21 years.
0: Wow. Wow, okay. Yeah, and where did you first meet Joel?
1: I first met Joel, oh gosh, probably f- f- five, six years ago. Uh, and uh, wound up hanging out with him on Monster the Rock Cruise. And really hitting it off with him, and we became friends. And he was in my video on the last solo album, uh, a couple of videos actually that I shot. Joel was in it, and uh, I wound up having him for real play on this album. And we're talking about doing an album together. Oh wow! Uh, a full length, so that's going to happen someday soon too.
0: Yeah, excellent player. I just a uh, few weeks ago saw him play with White Snake, and it was just uh, he was on fire. It was such a great night.
1: Oh yeah, he he's such a talented guy, and he's he's one of those guys that you would have seen back in the '80s uh, who, who's come out on the scene now. You know, and he's just such a such a sweetheart and such an incredible player, man. He just kills it.
0: Wow, absolutely. Now you also have some some guest vocals on the record, a, a younger female singer. Can you tell us a little bit about who that is?
1: Yeah, I've got um, another guitar player on the album, Ethan Brosh, who's in, the, okay. in the, playing in the song Bizarre, The video, right, and on the on the track itself, he's a killer player as well, local Ber- uh, uh, Berkeley guy. And then I've got this 15 year old kid, a female singer. Her name is Mariah Formica, and uh, I did some shows. I did a show with her a solo show, and she blew my mind. I was so impressed with her, so much so that I wanted to have her on the album. And I basically emailed her, uh, her manager and said, hey, what do you think about this? And and that was it. Uh, and I wanted the world to hear her, man. And she's just so talented. She she loves all the old school stuff. She sings Heart and uh, Skid Row and just nails it. But she's also into, you know, uh, Hailstorm and a lot of the modern bands as well.
0: Right on. Cool. And guys, we are talking about One Sided War, Michael Sweet's new solo record, which comes out on August 26th. Uh, Michael, will you be doing any touring to support the record?
1: You know what? I have to tour. Uh, there's no uh, plans of, of tours or nothing scheduled right now on the calendar, but I definitely want to go out and tour next year. Striper's touring this year to the end uh, of the year, and then we're doing a Striper album the oh. beginning of the next year, and after that is when I'll tour solo and and hopefully do some Sweet and Lynch touring as well.
0: Right on. And being that you're in kind of this heavier mode, have, can we expect a heavier Striper record? You think? I mean, Striper's always got a heavy edge to it, but I mean, is is that where you'd be going this time?
1: Well, I mean, it could be. I, I, I haven't really given it enough thought to actually comment on it yet, but I would say that it would certainly. Be a follow-up in line with No More Hell to Pay and Fallen. Absolutely, okay. It wouldn't be lighter than that or those albums. Uh, we could try some different things and experiment a little bit more, where people go, "Oh, wow, this is different." But yet, we want to stay true to who we are and and true to the fans. We don't want to venture too far away from uh, stylistically what we do.
0: Right on, right on. And you mentioned Sweet Lynch. That's your project with george lynch and there is a second record on the way and when can we expect to hear that
1: well we'll record it after the striper album next year striper album will be coming out end of next year and the sweet lynch album i'm assuming will be coming out the beginning of the following year
0: right on and has there been any songwriting for that yet
1: Not yet. I mean, I have some ideas. George has been working on stuff, but we won't really aggressively go after that until probably the end of this year.
0: Okay, cool. And growing up, what were some of your favorite records to to listen to? Can can you walk us through some of your favorite records growing up?
1: Oh, man. I mean, there were so many. Uh, You know, I loved uh, Bad Company. I listened to Bad Company for uh, exclusively for a good, you know, four or five months. At one period, one point in my life, that's all I listened to. I loved Foghat. Right. Same thing. It's all I listened to for a while. Then I started getting into bands like Deep Purple, uh, and then I I got into Van Halen when they first came on the scene, and just that that blew my mind and changed my life as a musician guitar player primarily uh i loved ozzy Osbourne with rhodes randy rhodes uh blew my mind that stuff as well and a big influence as a guitar player too, also uh, but the albums that really changed my life i would say uh, probably three or four uh one would be the first boston album right big life changer for me another one would be the van halen one album A huge life changer. Another one would be uh, Judas Priest Unleashed in the East. Wow, three good ones. Yeah, Yeah, that just totally changed my world, uh, musically speaking. Uh, And then, uh, this might come as a surprise to some people, but Journey Escape... Yeah, great record. Great record. was a was a life changer for me as well.
0: Now it's interesting. You mentioned the the first Boston record, which is just you know phenomenal record. That one of those records you can just listen to all the way through, and every oh, yeah. every note is incredible. You you had uh, the opportunity. You were, did a lot of work with Boston for a number of years. It's something I, I really didn't even realize, and I'm embarrassed to say, until recently. Can you kind of walk us through your time with Boston and how that came about?
1: Well, I mean, tragically, uh, we all know about Brad Delp's suicide. Yes. And um, it was during that time that they were putting together what was going to be uh, their last show and a celebration of Brad's life, and I was asked to come and be a part of that. And uh, there were other singers that were going to be there, like Ann Wilson, Sammy Hagar, Mickey Thomas, whole list of singers, And a few of the singers dropped out and weren't able to make it. And then they asked me to fill in even more and sing the songs that they had planned for them. So I wound up going and playing and singing, you know, More Than a Feeling, Peace of Mind, and uh, Rock and Roll Band. And just had a great time. And it was truly a celebration of Brad's life. And then after the show, it went so well, uh, the response and the feelings between the band and the crowd uh, that Tom came back and asked me to join the band and said they wanted to continue on. And that was it. Wow. And uh, I went out on tour with them the following year in 08, and I toured uh, 55 shows, 56 shows, and um, everything was great, man. And, And then a few years later, they hadn't done anything else. I hadn't heard what was going on, but Striper was really starting to get busy. And I realized that Striper was the priority. Uh, and I wound up, uh, you know, doing a press release and officially announcing my departure from Boston.
0: Right. Right. So you never and recorded that, stuff with him?
1: I, I never did. I mean, Tom asked me to. Yeah. He sent me a couple of songs. I, I played songs for Tom uh, uh, that he really liked, riff ideas that uh, you know, they were considering recording. Uh, and, but it just didn't work out because I obviously wound up leaving and, um, you know, continuing on uh, full-time doing the Striper thing, which I'm glad I did. I have no Absolutely. regrets whatsoever. But, I mean, you know, hey, it was a great uh, experience and opportunity for me, uh, brief, but but great.
0: Cool. You know, Striper, of course, we all know is identified as a you know, Christian rock, Christian metal band. Um, and I wanted to ask you, there, you know, there are a lot of rock and metal musicians who consider themselves Christians, but there are also a lot who are, are maybe Jews or, or atheists and all different religions, maybe even you know, Satanists. Have, have any of sure. the non-Christians, the ones that don't identify themselves as Christians, ever come up to you and expressed uh, their, that they're fans of Striper?
1: All the time. All the time. And um, more so, more often than not, uh, atheist and Satanist. Really? Wow. Yeah, that's always very surprising, but it, but it's still pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it happens all the time. And online, when I post something, I, I can't tell you how many times I read comments. that Someone will say, hey, I'm an atheist, but I love the band. Right. right. Uh, and it's just time and time and time again. And that just says to me, uh, obviously, how powerful music is! Absolutely, you know, it kind of breaks down barriers and walls and brings us all together and unifies us.
0: Right on, right on. And what about your fellow rock musicians? I, I know you've done so many tour, so many tours with so many great musicians and, and bands, opening for them and having them open for you. Have Have there been any? ones that you might want to mention who we might be surprised to know are our striper fans
1: oh gosh i mean i've met many over the years uh and i've talked about it i, I mean I, I remember uh doing a show not that long ago and and um twiggy who plays for marilyn manson was backstage and, and he's a big fan everybody knows about that uh john five uh i was working with bob Marlette. Uh, and, and Bob's a good friend of John's, and John came by the studio, and, and he was talking and, and telling me the story about how he still has his striper bible. Wow! Uh, and he had seen this when he was a kid.
0: The yellow and you black know? bibles used to throw out. At the yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, and, and you know, I can't tell you how many times that happens where uh, people will just be quiet, and you don't think they're fans, or you think they'd be the least one in the room to be a fan. And then they slowly start to speak out and say, yeah, I saw you guys in 1986 and I got all your albums and you just sitting there baffled like right. what? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. definitely. So, I mean, you know, and I, I, sometimes I refer to those kind of fans as closet striper fans. I think sometimes people are almost you know, like Trump. They're almost, uh, afraid to say that they support striper or that they're going to vote for trump there's similarities there you know uh and i don't know why man i don't know why anyone would be afraid to say that they like striper but i know there are people that have mentioned to me back in the day they'd wear their shirts to school and get beat up wow you know way back in the 80s
0: yeah
1: and so it's interesting
0: yeah, definitely, definitely. And, you know, you mentioned Trump. The political season is, is definitely heating up now that we're through the uh, the conventions. Do you spend much time following what's going on with the the presidential race?
1: In the past few weeks, not as much. But prior to that, I was really staying up on everything, watching all the, you know, debates and everything going on. Um, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's kind of sad that we really don't have uh, – in both candidates someone that we can trust right or or really get behind uh, like we should uh, there's there's major flaws with both right and you know when you're running for president of the United States you shouldn't have too many flaws you know and uh it's just crazy to me i don't know it, it it's it's a little concerning to see where we're at as a country. And I don't know that I've, in my lifetime, seen as much division yeah, uh, in the country. You. There's just so much division right now.
0: Yeah, definitely uh crazy time for, for politics. Yeah. And we'll yeah. have to see what happens these next few months. But um, right. Michael, always great talking with you. You were, I think, our first guest on this podcast. We're our, this is going to be episode six hundred and. Wow: 14, and I believe you were on one of the first episodes. Uh, I'm, I'm actually positive you were our first guest, and then you came back on our 500th episode, and, and here you are again. So:
1: <laughs> Well, man it's always a pleasure, and thank you guys for having me and supporting us, and uh, it means the world, man. it's an honor.
0: You bet. And guys, definitely go pick this record up, because if you're a hard rocker, a heavy metal guy like myself, you're going to love One-Sided War by Michael Sweet. Go buy the single now on iTunes and and pre-order the album while you're there. Michael, thanks.
1: Thanks, buddy. God bless. Take care, and we'll see you soon, okay?